Hello, James here, and welcome to the Creative Mornings in Dubai podcast. We've got a really special one for you today, and it's really premised on the whole theme and idea that you and me need a little bit of a pick-me-up. It's been a year and change that we've been living in a pandemic scenario. Our work world has changed. Our leisure world has changed. Our rest world has changed. And quite honestly, it looks like this change is here to stay. And living the pandemic life doesn't really look like it's letting up anytime soon. So I dug into the archives and I found a really special talk for you. One that you might not remember and one that I haven't podcast yet. It's titled Seven Plus One Habits of Wonderfilling People. It's the theme of wonder by Samir GP. And this is a really, really inspiring talk. Samir GP is a creative thinker and an exceptional conversationalist. And you're going to notice this right from the get-go. He is the founder and curator of Awesome Walkers, a platform created to inspire and motivate through the art of deep and enlightening conversation. Over the course of several years, Samer has brought together people from different spheres of life. He's been engaging in conversations as well as engaging in sharing ideas and knowledge. He excels in quick thinking, he loves free format conversations, and he just loves the art of talking. Wonder-filling people is what Samir is all about, and that is what this talk is about. Enjoy. Be wonder-filled. Wonder. Wonder about the person in your life who has created that dramatic shift that changed the course of where you are today. It could be a parent. Be a child, it could be a colleague, it could be somebody in the society who actually made a deep impact and which made it wonderful for you. For me, that person was the president of Turkey, Mr. Erdogan. What's the story behind that? And if you need to know the story behind that, you need to know who I am. Now, who am I? My name is Samir GP. And I am from Kerala, and typically people from Kerala dress up like this. And which one do you think I am? I'll ask you in a bit. Take a guess. But when you are growing up in India, traditionally, as you're trying to find what your career path is going to be about, you have four choices in life. You either become an engineer, <laughs> a doctor, a lawyer or a nobody, right? <laughs> so if you're not the three of them, you're nothing. So I chose to be what? I'll tell you in a bit. But who do you think I am? Which one? Number three. Four. Four. Number three? Four. Four? No, actually, I'm number five. Is this shoes behind? You don't see me, it's just... That's me. But the fact is how I started my career and how I started my life was as a civil engineer. In 1999, I graduated and started working as a civil engineer. Until unless you don't know my backstory, the whole context will not fall in place. I became a photo framer after that. 
I was always struggling and looking what is the one thing that actually drives me. I moved on to become an aspiring corporate writer trying to look for a career in advertising. And then I tried to get into farming. After that, I tried moved to Qatar and was serving the American Armed Forces in Qatar. And then I got into construction management twice, one in 2006 and one in 2014. I was living in China for almost eight years from 2006 to 2014, exploring and seeing what I could be doing. And then in 2015, I went to Qatar and I was selling paratha and karak chai. So this is what I was doing over there. And I thought that was my true passion because I wanted to get into the food industry because I love food. So I thought, you know, it makes sense. It didn't. One year down the line, I realized this is not what I want to do. But during the course of time, what happened was I visited Turkey. How many of you have visited Turkey over here? Now, if you visited Turkey, you'll fall in love with the place. I just fell in love with that city. Look at the pictures, the food, the streets. It's such an unbelievably beautiful place. And what happened is I decided I'm moving there. People ask me, what are you going to do over there? I said, I have no clue. I just love the city. I'll go there and I'll figure things out. And I was all done and set and packed my bags and I quit my job and I said, I'm going. And then what happened? There was a bomb blast. 2016, what happened was there was a coup and they were trying to overthrow this gentleman. President Erdogan. Now, I am a person who sees signs and everything. And for me, it was a moment where God was speaking to me, I felt. God was telling me through President Erdogan something. And I kept my ears open and tried to see what that was. And the message that I got was, Samir, Istanbul, not now. <laughs> so, everything changed after that. So I started looking for other things and seeing what else could it be in my life that I could explore and see. I was in this constant quest of trying to see what it is that my heart calls out to. And then I found out NLP, I found out coaching, and I found this beautiful and amazing world that actually transformed my life because I saw that it had the potential to transform other lives. Today, I'm the founder and curator of Awesome Walkers, which is a platform where I bring in people and have conversations. I am the co-creator of this product, which is called the Awesome Planner, which creates actually a self, it's actually designed as a self-coaching tool, which makes people live an amazing life for the rest of their lives. I'm also a life coach, trainer and speaker. So thinking about this topic today, wonder, I tried looking up what it means actually. It's a feeling of amazement and admiration caused by something beautiful, remarkable or unfamiliar. I was thinking to myself, I have gone through life and I've met so many amazing people and these amazing people have filled wonder in me. So, what do you call a person, thing or event that fills another person with a sense of wonder? And I kept asking this question and I saw that there was no word. So I had to come up with a word and I called it wonder filling. So wonder filling people are the people who actually creates wonder in your lives. And then, I started looking at the wonderful people that I have come across recently. In Awesome Walkers, the platform that I've created, I realized that all these gentlemen who have come across through the platform were wonderful people for me. And I was trying to figure out what is the common thread that goes through all of them. And when I was putting up this plan and I was seeing what is it that is a common thread that goes through every one of them, I realized that there is a fundamental thing, which is habits. There are certain things that these people do regularly, 
diligently and because of which they are wonderful people. They are wonderful people for other people's lives because they do certain things. Now, how many of you are thinking, why is it 7 plus 1 and not 8? <laughs> how many of you have read the Stephen Covey book? Right? Are you thinking it is the 7 habits plus the 8th habit, the, book, the two books that he's written? All right. A quick exercise. I want seven volunteers just to stand up. Seven volunteers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What I want you to do is come quickly and pick up a book each. Choose any randomly. Can I take this? No, <laughs> <laughs> Right? You can go back to your seats and later on I'll tell you what you will have to do. Now, there's seven who picked, right? But there are seven plus one, so I need one more. Who is the plus one? Now, what I want you to do is another exercise for all of you over here right now. In your life, right now, think who is the one person that you want to really create wonder in? Who do you want to give a sense of wonder for? Is it your child? Is it your spouse? Is it a friend? Is it a colleague? Choose anyone, pick anyone in your minds. And what I want you to do is through the whole talk today, what I'm going to go through. When I share each habit, ask yourself in your own minds, what can I do to apply this for them? All right? This is me. I'm my dad and my mom. The first wonderful people in my life. They were the ones who created a sense of learning. So I grew up in a place called Qatar in a, in a small industrial town called Said. Today it's called Nisaid, but it is mostly barren land and there was nothing much over there. And there was nothing much to be really curious about other than to be curious about why there's nothing over here, right? <laughs> and then what really put me on this path, I truly believe, is my dad's love for books. And we had the collection from 1977 onwards to I think 2000, 2001. All the national geographies, every time these books came into my house, it exposed us to a world beyond that small barren city. And he also taught me how to look at people, how to not read people in a manner where you actually uh, judge them or you have a perception about them. Be curious about them, understand them and see that they, everybody has a context. So for me, the number one habit that a wonderful person has is what I call the inspired curiosity. I mean, they inspire curiosity in you, what they do is they open up your mind to limitless possibilities. Now, how do you do that? Think of the person in your mind that you're holding on to at this point of time. And ask yourself, if they came up to you with a problem, what is your immediate reaction? Do you give them a solution? Or do you engage them in a conversation with a question that starts with, what if? When you start a conversation with a question that is, what if, you're creating in their minds different possibilities. And they start thinking and then they start coming up with their own solutions. When they come with their own solutions, they own the solution. And then what happens? Their mind starts filling up with wonder. And who's responsible? You. Can you read this? It says, 
A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because her trust is not on the branch but on its own wings. Who would like to share metaphorically what does it mean? How many of you are seeing the picture and thinking something right now? Anyone noticing anything? Disconnect with the picture and uh, with the text? The branch. The branch? Lack of branch. There's no branch, right? True. And what is the metaphorical insight that you're getting from this statement? Anyone? Be strong. Huh? Be strong. Be strong, okay. Trust yourself. Uh, yourself. Trust yourself, right? Self Pardon? Courageous. Courageous, all right. Anything else? Believing in your own abilities. Believe in your own abilities. Absolutely. And when growing up as kids, what happens is we have wonderful people in our lives who either give us that sense of trust, who either tell us it doesn't matter what the situation is, whether it is a branch or a tree, it doesn't matter, or a wire. It doesn't matter what the situation is, believe in yourself, trust yourself. If we have that, and if we have that sense that anything is possible, Imagine how we grow up and live an amazing life, right? But for that to happen for them as young adults, it is the people who are in their life who creates a sense of wonder for them. So, habit number two is when you are trying to fill wonder in somebody else, what you do is you perceive without judgment. You perceive without judgment, you do not have preconceived notions because what is their context is for them. You do not impose yours on them. So when you understand how they come up and how they do everything, it is based on their own ideas. And how do you do this? You do this by trust. You do this by trusting them. Think about your own life. If you have reached wherever you are, there is one person in your life, somewhere down the line, who trusted you amazingly who gave you that sense of trust and said, you can do it. And that inspired you and made you to create the life that you have today, right or wrong. Yes. So when you can get that, you can give that as well. What do you see? Tip of the iceberg. Pardon? Tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. You just see the tip of the iceberg, right? And this is what we always see. When you saw the wire and not the branch, you're not looking deeper. You're looking what is on the surface. If you look at the messages that is there at a deeper level for anything and everything, you'll see so much more, you'll read so much more into so many experiences. At Awesome Walkers, when I have these conversations every week, I identify and I see things beyond what they say. When I have conversations with my coaching clients or anyone, I see beyond what they say. When you can see beyond what is being said, you'll see that there is so much more to the story. There's so much more to the story because what is being said is being said from the conscious mind. The subconscious mind holds riddles and experiences and everything that is the result of which they are saying whatever they are saying at their conscious state. And what is the difference between this? It's the difference between the head and the gut. What is a gut? Have you heard of the gut instinct? Right? It's your intuition. 
So habit number three is trust the power of the subconscious mind. A wonderful person, what he does when he engages with a person in whom he wants to instill a sense of wonder is they make sure that they trust that person's subconscious mind, not your own, but that person's subconscious mind and realize that that person, whatever they're doing is for a reason. And that is appreciating and acknowledging their own intuitions. A lot of times, if you are not a wonder-filling person, then what are you? In my opinion, you're a doubt-filling person, right? You create a sense of doubt in their lives. You take away the opportunity for them to create wonderful lives for themselves. Because you're not going to be with them every day. They need to tread their own path. And if they need to, they need to know how to trust their own subconscious mind. I mean, you do it for them from a young age, then what happens is they grow up to trust that. The year is in the 80s, I'm 10 years old. And how many of you have seen this? How many of you have used it? Okay, we have a good crowd over here. <laughs> so I used to use this, my dad used to tell me to sit down on this typewriter from morning till evening and type away. And I hated it. It was my summer vacations and he would tell me, click, click, click. I'm going to office. When I come back, I want to see five pages of typed sheets. And he would give me the newspaper and say, this is what you have to type. Or the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, right? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. So, when I was, as I've been reflecting, this whole talk, when I've been putting it together, what I realized is there are different parts of the puzzle in my life. And there are so many things that has actually happened. And I was trying to pick up the different things that has actually created a deep impact on myself. And what I was realizing with this is what he was doing to me, my dad, and what you can do if you want to want to fill somebody else's life, is he was changing the unconscious mind. Today when I type, I don't look. I have a typing speed which is very fast. But that is because I don't think about it where the letters are and whatever it is. When you drive, do you check the gears? You don't, right? Similarly, what you do is for that person for whom you want to feel wonder, ask yourself, what are the habits that you want them to unconsciously do? For example, drinking water, exercising, waking up early in the morning. There are so many things. Habits are muscle memories. And if you can instill in their minds muscle memories that they can keep for a lifetime, it's going to be one of the best gifts that you can give to them. So if you want to feel wonder in somebody's life, what you do is you try to inculcate in them good habits. And when you can do that, what you're doing is actually by shifting your language and asking them the right questions, you're putting them into a thought process where they're saying, I want to do this. What do you see? Plus, filling up with water, right? Imagine this glass is full of water and you try to pour over it. What happens? Exactly what you're seeing. It spills over. Now, if you want to put something inside this, what do you need to do? You need to empty it, right? You need to empty it. But how much you empty will decide how much you can put in. And you have to see if this is aligned with what you're putting in. 
think of this as the mind. Think of this as somebody else's mind. And when you speak, a lot of times what happens, how many of you have ever said to somebody, how many times have I told you this? <laughs> have you told? Do you realize you're speaking to a cup full? You're speaking to a cup full where you have not emptied their mind and you have not prepared the mind to receive. If you want somebody's mind to receive, then what needs to happen is you need to prepare that mind to receive. <coughs> and the way that you prepare a mind to receive is by following the next habit. And that is habit number five. Ask more and tell less. Every time you ask, what happens? They start emptying their mind. They keep telling you whatever is there in their thoughts. And there's just two words that you can use to empty their mind. Who wants to take a guess? There are two words when they give you an answer. Yes, it? No. You got one word right in that. What's up? What's up? <laughs> what if? No. But try. On you try. What else? What else? What else? <laughs> what happened? What happened? What happened? What else? What next? What next? What else? <laughs> what else? Yes, I'm emptying your mind, right? This is how you empty somebody else's mind. You just ask this simple question. If you're faced with any situation and somebody's giving you ideas and things, until and unless they say, I give up. Now you tell me. Which means they're telling you, I'm ready to receive. If you speak before that, then what happens? And best way to do it is when they say I give up you ask them can I share which means they're saying I'm ready to receive if you practice this with a young child if you practice this with a colleague if you practice this with people around you in all walks of life you'll realize that if there is a shift that you want to create in somebody else's life all you have to do is make sure that they are receiving what you're telling them and that is a coaching mindset, basically. You can all be coaches. Coaching is so easy, that means all you have to do is ask what else. I'm more exaggerating for sure over here. But the fact is, if you want to have a coaching mindset, if you want to have that power to transform somebody else's life, if you want to fill somebody's life with wonder, then ask what else. What do you see? You have to connect the dots. Yeah, to connect the dots. I mean, you connect the dots, you see an image, right? More dots. And more dots. Our life, when we start off living, is like this. There are not too many dots to connect. And then as you grow older, the dots keep increasing. And until unless you don't connect the dots, the picture does not make sense. And it's so difficult for you to connect the dots yourself because when you are in the frame, you cannot see the picture. There's only one person in this world that each one of us cannot see. Right? Ourselves. 
There's only one person that we cannot see. We cannot see ourselves. We need a reflection. So what you do is, habit number six, if you want to transform somebody's life, if you want to fill one day in their life, what you do is connect the dots for them. Connect the dots for them, and how do you do this? Is by collecting and connecting. Even they are not aware. So when you ask these what else questions, and if you ask these what if questions, and if you ask all these questions that are actually triggering their mind to reveal more and more things that has happened in their lives, then what happens is you have the opportunity to co-create with them the image that can be their masterpiece. One of the biggest things that I have struggled with my entire life is the money mindset. And the money mindset is something that I wasn't even aware of that I had a problem with until recently. And it's amazing how these money mindset gets sown into our minds at a very young age, where even we are not even aware of. It could be a conversation that you hear from an elderly person speaking, your parents. It could be something that happened when you went to buy that ice cream and that was refused because you said no money this week. And then you would have created a money mindset in your mind. But the fact is, these lie so far deep in the subconscious mind that you're not even aware of. And it's almost impossible to tap into those unless you go to a hypnotherapist or somebody who actually helps you take those things out. But the fact is, they exist. They exist not just for money. I'm giving money as just an example. There are so many things in our lives that we limit ourselves in so many aspects. And what you, as a person, if you want to fill one day in somebody else's life, needs to do, habit number seven, is ignore the box. Ignore the box means unlock their limiting beliefs. Check with them. See what it is that within their own minds that they have closed from. What choices they are making in their lives based on the beliefs that they have created for themselves. Now these are the seven habits. Inspire curiosity. What's number two? Number two? Perceive without judgment. Number three? Trust the power of the subconscious mind. Number four? Change the unconscious mind. Number five? Ask more, tell less. Number six? Connect the dots. Number seven? Ignore the box. Now, why do I call it a plus one? Why am I not calling it the eighth habit? There's a reason why I call it the plus one habit and not the eighth habit. For that, what I want you to do is quickly, if you have a piece of paper or on your mobile, a small exercise. These are words, disgusted, failure, problem, weird and boring. What I want you to do is take your phone, take notes and write a parallel positive word for these. Parallel positive word. How many of you have used these words in your lives? Or you use it? Do you talk about problems? Do you talk about weird people? Do you talk about boring people? So if these are positive words, if you have to shift them to positive if these are negative words and if you have to shift them to positive words, what would that be? 
quickly just have a mental exercise on that. I'll give you a minute. Done? All right. Who wants to share? Discuss it. Delighted. Delighted. Okay. So, I did not, just to elaborate over here, I'm not asking for the opposite. I'm not asking for the exact antonym of this word. What I'm asking is, if you had to change your language when you were using it in a scenario, what word would you pick? Alright? So you can't fake it. You have to use a word that would actually be relevant to the context. So if you, do you want to change it or do you want to keep it? <laughs> I want to keep it. Alright. So can you give me an example of a sentence that you would use, disgusted? I was disgusted with the sight of the food uh, being wasted. I was using. Yeah, I was disgusted with the uh, speaker's boring topic. And okay. I was delighted with the excellent content the speaker had. Okay. So, are you being truthful over there? Because the first one you you actually shifted the complete meaning of that, right? Yeah. So it borders on not speaking the truth then. It might have happened that one occasion where I was okay. really disgusted with somebody. True. Now okay. I'm delighted with this speech. Agreed. Example. Anyone else wants to give an example? A try? Pick any word. Pick any word. Okay. Yeah. Opportunity to learn. Okay. So, alright. So, how would you phrase a sentence? If there was a sentence where Somebody failed, or somebody came up with you and said, Mama, I failed. Cool. Lovely. Okay. Who else wants to share? Yes. Uh, for beer, I would say interesting. Interesting? Okay. Well, Want to give an example? It's here for me, that should be something interesting. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so we have boring not taking. Problem. Must, huh? Problem. Boring? Problem. Problem. Okay, what's the problem? Problem, she said. But, you know, the most problem? Uh, opportunity to do wonders. Opportunity to do wonders? Okay. Boring. Energy. Fulfill. Okay. Energy. Energy. So, what I'll do is I'll share over here. The words that are the positive words correlating to this. Disgust is surprised. Failure is learning. Problem is challenge. Every time when somebody says, I have a problem, if you tell them, I have a challenge, they shift that. Weird is unique and boring is stable or consistent. Got three? Yeah. Now there's a whole list of words in our lives that we use on a regular basis. And what we need to do is we need to question ourselves and ask, are we using negative words in our lives? Or are we using positive words on a regular basis? Every time we are faced with a situation, what are we doing? More importantly, coming to the context of what we're speaking and sharing today, if you want to fill wonder in somebody else's life, what are the kind of words that you use? So, it's all about the choices you make. And the fact is, why it is called a plus one S? Because it is leveraging on the power of words. And this habit 
is applicable to all the seven habits. If you want to apply on all the seven habits, this is the most powerful one. Because this is how you make sure that you are doing everything. That is this over here. You inspire curiosity by leveraging on the power of words. You perceive without judgment by leveraging on the power of words. You trust the power of subconscious mind when you're filling somebody else's life with wonder by leveraging on the power of words. You change the unconscious mind and you help them by leveraging on the power of words. You ask more and tell less, especially over here, by leveraging on the power of words. You connect the dots for them by seeing what are they saying. You pick from them and say, there, what you're doing is you're talking about problems. Start talking about challenges. What you're doing is you're leveraging on the power of words. You ignore the box for them because the belief systems that they have put in their own minds is because they have used the wrong words. Think of any idea right now. Think of what success means to you in your life for a second or for 10 seconds without words. It's impossible. We can have no thought without words, which means we can have no reality without words. Everything is based on how we perceive and interpret things and ideas. What you've heard over here so far is how do you feel wonder in somebody else's life? What about you? How do you pick people who can feel wonder in your lives moving forward? What do you do? Is you look for these seven habits or traits that are there in other people and you attract them. You tell them, I want to be surrounded by these people. And that is how you fill wonder in your lives. I'd encourage you to fill up your life with the wonder fuel. And always be wonderful. I have given you books. What I want you to do is find somebody in your life and give that book to them. Feel wonder in their lives. Thank you. Anyone have a question, comment, query, something you'd like to say to Summer while he's standing in front of us? How to make us implement this in our lives? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned right at the beginning. Uh, that book was around self-coaching. Yeah. Is that the kind of thing that would help us engage these habits or not? Yes. Uh, not all of them, but what happens is, again, this book is about understanding how you have actually set belief systems in yourself and which are not actually aligned with what you want in life. There are so many times that we go through life not knowing what we really specifically want. Ask yourself today, what do you want? If I were to ask you, what is it that you want five years down the line? And if you had a very specific answer, and if you said one year down the line, this is very specific what I want. And if you told me in 100 days, very specifically, this is what I want. And in the next seven days, this is exactly what I want. If you can say all that, then you don't need this. <laughs> Otherwise, what happens is, and this comes along with a workshop, which creates a mind shift that actually creates an amazing life for you. So this is a tool. And when you use the tool effectively, you become the tool. You become the wonderful thing. Did that answer? Yeah. Thank you. Any other question? Yes. Uh, from 
of what you gave, which one is the easiest to start with? Which one do you think? I can start with anyone. Which one do you, have you seen uh, like it gives you the fastest result at the beginning? I know it will depend on people, individuals, but what have you seen? What I would suggest is focus on the plus one habit. When you focus on the plus one habit, which is the words that you use in your lives, then you will see that everything else is connected and somehow everything will fall into place. When you have the mindset that I want to create wonder in somebody else's life and I want to attract wonder in my own life, you come with that starting point and then you become conscious about the words that you use in your regular life, you will shift. The rest of the seven, it will happen automatically. I recently uh, learned uh, from, from someone, she said, the word deadline is very suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> change it, it's like, this is like uh, the beginning of a new yeah. uh, phase, or this is the, you know, the, the party, or something like that. So I, right. I started to, I didn't, I didn't shift it yet, I'm not sure how to, but I eliminated deadlines. I just put like full stop <laughs> until <laughs> until I figure out what. So I do I do believe in this. I do believe it affects you. Absolutely. The thing is, everything that we do in our lives, every outcome that we have, is an outcome of the thoughts we have. Everything. Where you sit today, what you're doing, everything that you have in your lives is from thoughts, and your thoughts is made up of words. And if you don't choose the right ones. You have outcomes that maybe is not what you want. Yes? Any other questions? I really like engaging conversations. Yes? The plus one I read about changing words. Um, yeah. Whenever I'm late in replying to an email, it's like very practical thing that I've made because I read somewhere it's saying sorry for being late. Thank you for your patience. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a word that I've seen the last, I've been implementing the last one. Beautiful. <laughs> Which is very good and like I just now mentioned when you were speaking over here and asking the question, you said that. What I would also say is even though it is not one of the habits over there, if I had to add one I would say focus on intentions. Because your intent will drive what you get. Is it something like a goal? Or the intent, goal? What? What is the outcome that you have when you shifted that language? It's more positive. The yes. other person also doesn't feel that, oh, you were late. You, know, you, mm -hmm. you stalled my project. So that... And so I'm also less defensive. You're actually complimenting the other person. Who instead of apologizing. Yeah. yeah. It's more positive. And why is that important to you? This changes the nature of the whole, I think, the whole project gets affected to those small words that you use. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, that gives us the whole thing sense of grace. This thing got delayed because of my patience. Like, okay, the other person had patience, and the rest of it was fine. The positive goes going out of that. And if you picked up what she's just now said, the whole project gets changed, the way the outcome is. And that has actually monetary value. And it's based on the words. A simple word that is used in an email can have an impact on how people respond. <coughs> Your relationships with other people is completely based on the words that you use with them. But there's one more thing. Just like 
the birds sitting on the tree or the wire, you have the ability to feed your mind when somebody creates negative thoughts, if they try to push negative thoughts on you, you have the ability to decide whether you want it to be converted into negative or positive. When somebody pushes data that makes you come down, when they give you information that makes you feel worthless, you don't have to be worthless. You don't have to feel worthless because you have wings. You can fly. You have to trust yourself. You are not the tree. You are not the wire. You are the wings. Anything else? Yes. Uh, just an experience. Whenever I, I get low, whatever time I am in, I've tried this that I go and meet somebody who's also low and try to actually talk positive to that person, to pet up that person more, which again gives me that, that positivity. And then when I walk away, we both are actually positive. So I think probably that's again something positive, the words, the power of words. Yes. But what anyone wants to share what did he actually do? Did it himself up? Yes. yes. But before that, what did he do? Intentions. Intentions. He said the right intention. <coughs> your intention creates your reality. How are you today? When somebody asks me this question, no matter what is happening in my life, my answer always is I am spectacular. <laughs> And people ask me, are you serious? I said, it doesn't matter what the world is. It's what I believe and what I want to be in a state of. You can choose that for yourself. Each one of you can choose it. Nobody can impose on you to be upset or sad or depressed. You choose it. We choose it. So if we choose to be spectacular no matter what is happening, that's what we will be. So great, starting on the right intentions. Yes. Just to add to that, when somebody asks me how am I, I say I'm good if you're good. <laughs> That's what I say. Do you want to keep it or shift it now? <laughs> I'm kind of, if their, their day is not good, then I want to take it away from them. But if their day is good, then I want to hunt them back. Okay. Right. And if they're bad, you're bad? <laughs> not really. I'll help them. Okay. <laughs> Any sharings? Any sharings? I have a question actually. Alright. Um, so you're, you're a coach yes. and um, you know you said all the three things and tips and, and you know, how to change your mindset. We're all human. I'm sure you've also had days when you, you know, felt low or you felt like you know, you're not able to apply these things to you. What is your thing? So, Prashant just now shared about why, how he goes to somebody who is low on energy, he tries to fill that person with wonder and he lifts himself up. What I do is I find people who are more positive than I am and then I go and try to get into that energy. I try to find people who are inspiring, motivating. The one thing that keeps me going no matter what is the event that I have which is called Awesome Walkers because every week it's my refuel. Every week I meet people 
Ask yourself, are you meeting regularly on a regular basis amazing people? The only reason why I continue to do it no matter what is because I get uplifted. So what is your system for recharge on a weekly basis? When you ask this question to yourself, then you realize that you need to get some things shifted. Now what I want to do is a final exercise. As a final exercise, what I want you to do is, there is this philosophy that I call applying the principles of ACT. Every time you go and attend a session or a seminar or anything, I want you to do this and I want you to do this by doing it today first. A stands for apply. From what you heard today, what is it that you will go and apply in your lives? C stands for change. What is it that you change about the way you are living today and moving forward? And T is teach. What it is that you teach someone from what you just heard today. Because if you don't do any of these three things, what has happened today is just noise in your life. It has no meaning. You have the power to give it meaning. And I encourage you to do it.